1: Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And, you know, actually, over the last couple of episodes of, of the podcast here, I've been kind of talking about, you know, the early adoption movement that, that we are kind of experiencing in this space right now. And, you know, for many, they kind of feel like if they're getting in today, they feel like they're getting in late. And we could all argue that actually we're still way early. But, like, what does way early really even mean? Or what did, what did, like, the way early world actually looked like? Well, I wasn't around, but I did have a friend who in 2018 was, you know, spent like an hour and a half with me explaining to me why he was moving into crypto and NFTs. And I was like nodding my head and I'm like, dude, you're leaving social media and like marketing and like this space that like we're kind of thriving. Like, what are you doing? Like why are you playing over there with like funny money and, and these like weird pictures that you know, people are talking about? And well, you know, it took me, you know, two years before the the light bulb went off. But uh, that is actually who our guest is today, Mr. Joel Com. Joel, welcome to NFT three sixty five. Excited to have you, my friend. How are you doing,
0: brother? It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me, and I'm doing great.
1: So we 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 did a little podcast swap, right? So we you got to interview me, and now I get to flip the script a little. But you know that, that. you know, I mentioned 2018, we actually were on a panel about blockchain uh, together at an event um, out in the middle, the Midwest of the the country, middle of the country. Um, And I remember, you know, uh, Bad Crypto Podcast was what you were leaning in. It's actually where I got my my Bad Crypto um, sticker. And I remember being like, I just, I can't see what Joel sees in this space. So I mean, you've been an early adopter for those that don't know you, like you've been an early adopter in everything, like literally the internet web one, you were an early adopter web two, you're an early adopter. I might be dating you a little bit on that side, but you know, you had, I and mean, you've also dabbled in a little bit of everything and that's kind of where both of us kind of leaned into our, our futurist side, but talk to the people a little bit about like your early adopter experience and then what kind of keyed you in to start that original podcast and lean into this space original.
0: Yeah, I don't mind being dated. I mean, the gray hairs don't lie, do they? because <laughs> it was 1995 when I built my first website. So I actually, you know, before early adopter, we have Pioneer. And uh, usually I like to pioneer and get there. But, you know, when everybody says you're insane and with crypto, I didn't do that. You know, pioneering crypto would put you around 2010 to 2014, I'd say. Um, and I remember hearing about Bitcoin, but I was confused by the tech and I was uh, absorbed with some personal matters in my life. So it just, it, it, it was an interesting toy, but I didn't get it. What do you mean mining Bitcoin on my computer? Are there little men in there with a, you know, pickaxe going ding, 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 ding in, in Bitcoin? I just didn't understand it. And I started going down the rabbit hole more in late 2016. I uh, was having conversations with my buddy, Travis Wright, who's a friend of yours as well. And uh, he was asking me what I thought about Bitcoin, and I was like, Yeah, I, I don't really get it and but I started digging into it, and it was early two thousand and seventeen when I finally got pushed over the ledge when I finally understood it, bought my first bitcoin, May fourth, two thousand and seventeen is when I finally had my Coinbase account approved and was able to make my first purchase. And our conversations, mine between Travis and myself, just continued every day on Facebook Messenger. What do you think of this coin? What do you think of that? Should we we buy this? Is this going to be a big deal? And it was July 16th, 2017. He sent me a message, which is a day that will live in infamy, that said, when are we going to start the Joel and TW crypto show with a winky, smiley, crying face? And the moment he said that, It just hit me. Bam. I said, dude, I'm calling you. And I called him. I said, let's do this. Let's put on a show. I in. I've got the name already. We're not financial advisors. We're not pros at what we do. We're not going to give advice. Let's call it the bad crypto podcast because we're going to tell bad dad jokes. We're going to basically take the conversations that we have, you know, you and me together, and we're going to bring them public. Let's bring people on the journey with us, and they're going to learn from people who are smarter than us that we bring onto the show as we learn. And so two days later, you know, this is what happens when you stack skills, and you know this. You know, we've already been professional broadcasters and podcasters who know how to edit. We know how to create design. We know how to set up a podcast. Two days later, the site and the first episode were live and distributed, and the rest is history. It just... You know, it came about at the right time, right before the bull run of 2017, and here were these two guys who weren't talking high-minded concepts like all the other crypto shows at that time. We were just two dudes talking crypto and a smattering of bad dad jokes, and it really connected with the people who needed to hear. And now here we are with over 10 million downloads later, close to 700 episodes. And a second show um, about NFTs that we launched. It'll be two years in May that the nifty show came Ooh. about. So yeah, that's the genesis of it.
1: I mean, not only do you embrace that like press the damn button mindset, but I had to snag this while you were talking, <laughs> is I actually have I have a damn button and I I think the batteries might be low because my daughters are pressing it because they just think it's amazing. Just but, quick
0: push uh, it. I'll do it for you.
1: There you go. Damn. Damn! Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, for those that are listening to the audio, it's a it's a black bot. Bu- you know, it's a black base with a red button that says "damn" on it. That Joel actually gave me because Joel was actually selling you. What was you, the ones you were selling on Amazon the for a while? Button. Ka-ching yeah, button. kaching. Yeah. So the kaching button. And I said like, Joel has been an early adopter. I mean, he had. I mean, one of the apps that he had uh, went viral early on. It was the the fart app, right? It was I fart, right? Is that uh, the? That's right. I mean, and I mean, he's written all kinds of books he wrote. I mean, really wrote the authority on books uh, on Twitter uh, called Twitter Power and, and Twitter Power 2. So, um, you know, like, Joel, you've kind of been there. But I mean, I love how you kind of mentioned you pressed the damn button you started, but you also kind of like that early like Bitcoin side. But I think something that's not talked about, I just love to get your take. And I don't think I've even asked you about this part when, you know, you got in there like just before that bull run. But there was a downtime and there was like a time where, like everyone that was in there, like when you first got in was kind of like the cool kids. You're like, man, you guys are so smart. But then there was like a lull for a while. And I remember I remember this is what was going through my head. I feel bad for Joel. Like, I I I feel bad. He got in so early. And if it would have taken off, like this was my thoughts, right? Like, if it would have taken off, Joel was primed and ready. Because it was, I mean, not only was it getting was the market down, but like the overall sediment of like where this all, whole space was going from like the public side was very much like, you know, they, they were almost like mocking it, right? I remember like the WeWork, uh, you know, We WeWork, we t- actually just watched the documentary uh, called We Crashed, which anyone that has Apple uh, TV, you have to go watch it. It's just mesmerizing. Um, but they were talking about it in that documentary was like, We Crashed, uh, we, we Crashed, WeWork was crashing at the same time, you know, Bitcoin and they were like mocking like the two of them calling them like these are the unicorns that people believed in that they're all a bunch of idiots. Right. So like, how did you survive those times? I mean, you've been an early adopter, but there, there had to be a time where you're like, do we pause this shit? Like what, 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 what was that time like as things kind of were very lulled for a while?
0: So never even considered pausing it because I understood the technology. Look, I've pioneered and been early adopter to so many things. I'm used to people laughing. Whoa, what are you doing? And I look at those people and think you have no vision And your tweets will not age well. Even now, there's so many I can think of people laughing at NFTs. going, oh, I right-click saved as your NFT. Now I own it. Like, you just don't understand it. it's not that you're stupid. It's that you're ignorant. Um, And that just means not knowing. And that's fine. Because those people who say, I'll never buy an NFT, guess what? You will, (laughs) unless you are in, like, the 2% of luddites that never will. You know, granny may never buy an NFT and you might just stubbornly avoid it, you know, just like you avoid a toll road because you don't want to give them your buck 50. <laughs> but you will, you'll have them. So during the downtimes is when we saw the opportunists exit. And you know, people like Ty Lopez, yeah. who started a podcast when the bull run was kicking and did a few episodes. And then the moment it crashed, cut and run. Because He's not really there for the technology. He appeared to be there to just capitalize on his listeners and those who want to throw money at him. And we believe in the technology. We wanted to keep talking to people. And we were doing, you know, a lot of shows each week. So there was never a consideration of stopping because we knew it would be back. And we know that the best is yet to come. Dude, we were talking about NFTs. I think we may, unless challenged by somebody else. We may have been the first podcast, audio podcast, to talk about NFTs. The week that Crypto Kitties came out in December 2017, we did a whole episode dedicated to it because we thought it was so hilarious that you could buy this cartoon kitty, own it, and they could have sex and and make new kitties. Um, so, and then if you go back to my OpenSea account, it dates back to January 2018. So oh. it's uh, it, that, again the gray hairs tell the
1: truth. Well, we so for for our audience, like usually, like you know, if we mentioned like you know a kitten, you know, cats having sex online, that might like polarize. But we interviewed Mac, who was one of the co-founders of the of those Krypton Kitties, and he gave us the whole landscape on his, you know, it was his idea of doing it, and then he had the genius, you know, partner of his that kind of implemented it from like the smart contract and the blockchain. So our audience <laughs> is familiar with that side. I'm curious, you know, like your son, um, who I've also been able to ma- uh, meet. Um, is also kind of in this space. He's, you know, the, not only in like the gaming side, but kind of been into, you know, uh, I mean, everything from like the collectible side as well. When you launched the, the podcast originally, like NFTs, and then some of the things your son was going, what were like the things, like those early days, that were exciting was it was it as much like hey we have another use case on the blockchain that's not crypto like what were some of the things because i mean the fact your son got in your son is still doing it and doing some great things in um in this space and i know we'll probably have to have him on before uh you know the the end of the year but um talk to me a little bit about like the early days of that nft podcast because i'm like i was thinking like what were you talking about because i mean although you know the crypto kitties is fun There wasn't like, I mean, even like the contracts or the, you know, the the 721, you know, that we all are familiar with now wasn't really in existence prior to that. So, talk to us a little bit about those early days. You know,
0: there was a lot that there was some stuff that was happening um, in blockchain with NFTs, but it wasn't really until um, we discovered um, PoApp by Patricio Worthall. There was an app, it was a little known app. He had designed this proof of attendance protocol, um, Ethereum nft platform it's an app you can go download today and a lot more people are using po apps. and travis and i went to the bitcoin miami conference in january of 2020 and i said hey let's make an nft commemorating this conference and that we're going to be there and anybody who comes to our booth will scan their wallet and drop them one of these nfts so you know maybe 30 40 people got one of these you know first po apps. and then i started thinking you know what if we took this to the next level and became the first Proof of Listening podcast. So it was probably March of 2020 that we made the first Bad Crypto podcast NFT. And we said, hey, if you're listening to this episode, within 72 hours of the drop, go to this website, put in your name, your email, and your Ethereum wallet address, and we will drop you a commemorative NFT. So we had Peter McCormick on the show. We did one for that show. We did Samson Williams. We did Ron Paul. Uh, We did Vitalik. There was a bunch of... People, we did these proof of uh, of listening. So I think we were the first podcast to do a proof of listening NFT. And then it was in I want to say May of uh, twenty seven or twenty twenty that we discovered the power of the Wax blockchain, and we discovered it through Tops, who was releasing re-releasing their classic Garbage Pail Kids from 1985 with Adam Baum and all of these others that a lot of kids collected and traded. Only now, they were on blockchain. And you could buy a pack of cards, open that pack, and get random NFTs from the collection. And they weren't just static. Some of them were animated. Some of them were sketches. And there was rarities to them. It brought collectibles to a whole new level. We saw that And we were already familiar with WAX, but we didn't know that they had this packing mechanism, which takes NFTs to a truly collectible level. And that's when I came up with Blockchain Heroes. Uh, That would be a set of 50 superheroes in an alternate universe inspired by real-world blockchain personalities. And we packaged them up, and we sold 12,000 packs in 20 minutes, made $110,000 dollars. On that first sale, and discovered a whole new audience of people that wanted to buy, sell, collect, and trade.
1: Wow! Well, there's a lot of things I want to pull out of that. You know, first of all, you know, you call it the proof of listening. Um, I I don't know, sure if I was aware of that. Maybe I was, and I have to give you a little credit because we do something here called proof of podcast, which we call Pop. And yeah. if you take our keyword, uh, one of our pops, over to our website and plug it in in the in the first 36 hours, we actually are will put an overlay on your. Uh, on your pfp that you have and then if you collect four in the month we airdrop you an nft and so actually for this episode for those that are listening not on the live broadcast but you have to be listening on the day of the actual uh recording the podcast is actually published but today is actually pop word if you want to become a pop star uh is airdrop so for those that are are, that are playing along at home uh, and we've had hundreds of people playing along each month uh, so you were you were already ahead of that on that idea and and it, it doesn't surprise me right like we we understand community amplification you know, use cases we also aren't afraid to you know try new things and kind of push those limits and then you also mentioned like kind of like you know those early days a lot of those mechanics are still being implemented today in many different ways and you know like we we just minted for our mint 365 uh, a project called Beatheads yesterday, and it was on crypto.com's uh, marketplace. And when you open it, they unpack the cards, and it kind of does a whole bunch, you know, 360 display, and then it, it does your reveal of art, right? Compared to, you know, what we do on OpenSea, which just says, you know, pound the refresh metadata button, go hit refresh, go. Um, and so, like, you were, I mean, that, like, the opening of cards and like the the blockchain heroes concept, you were really kind of looking at that, you know, differently. I'm curious. Yo, what was the total number of, of those that you rolled out?
0: Uh, well, the first edition there was one hundred twenty thousand cards, and there was like twelve thousand packs. They were five card packs, and either twenty five or thirty card packs, and we called them Hero Packs and Titan Packs. Since then, we've done three other releases. We did Blockchain Heroes First Strike, where we introduced villains, um, and then we did a Stonk Wars mini set uh, featuring Elon Dusk and the Doge Burris, which uh, was ten. Heroes and villains, and then most recently we did a '80s synthwave inspired set called Retro Rebellion, which I don't know if you want to pull up on the screen or not, but you can kind of see the theme here at uh, bcheroes.com of the Retro Rebellion cards, and I can actually give you uh, play this in the background here while we're talking, and people can kind of see the uh, the video of it. And uh, these all came from the brain of Zach. He is a world builder extraordinary. He came up with all of these characters uh, and their backstories of heroes and villains that live in this, uh, this blockchain heroes universe fighting against the villains. Uh, and each one of them has story and lore and um, different variations. And we really have leveled it up. You know, in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of animation, maybe some lighting effects. But now, uh, you know, we've got professional... Um, you know Adobe designers that are doing full cinematics on many of these nfts um, and we actually for all 40 heroes and villains on this set we had a composer create an original soundtrack for each character so if you got a legendary card variation of any of these characters then you were able to listen to about a 30 second soundtrack that goes with the animated card and it's really it's next level stuff and we do it all on wax which means, there's no gas fees involved. You buy the pack, you open the pack, you get the cards. And uh, this is why Wax is really the, the biggest undiscovered gem for the Ethereum community uh, because they're able to do things that Ethereum just is not able to do and is trying to fix with layer two solutions that make it so you don't have to pay a ridiculous gas.
1: Yeah, for those that, that aren't familiar, Wax is another blockchain um, that, of course, uh, has been, you know, uh, enabling uh, as a utility uh, NFTs as well. And and we'll put some links there, Joel. I think uh, really cool to check out. I mean, the collection size is, is you know, unlike the you know, majority of collections uh, on Ethereum, maybe other than uh, the Matrix uh, drop that, that happened last year. Um, and you know, I want to ask you like, you know, cause I think, you know, and and you know, the fact, I love that your, you know, your son was involved on in, like the design and it's very collaborative and even like kind of innovating, you know, one of the things that I often heard or hear is that people are like, you know, we live in this like must be nice generation or world where we are like, Oh, Joel, Con- well, you got in early, must be nice to be Joel, must be nice. But we also like assume that you, because you were early, all of these things made sense. So you probably have 50 bored apes, 20 V friends, couple crypto punks. Give people like the reality of even when you're early, it doesn't mean that all of the things that are happening are going to make sense for everyone involved. Cause I, it drives me crazy when people like make these assumptions, like if, if I was in the game back then, I would have bought so many Bored Apes that I I would be a, you know, a trillionaire right now. Yeah, Just would you have? Context.
0: Would you have? So we were, you know, eyeballs deep in wax. I remember when uh, when I saw crypto CryptoPunks for, you know, less than an ETH. I'm like, who wants these stupid pixel heads? It's ridiculous. Why would I spend, you know, $300 at that time on one of these? Bored Apes came out. I missed it completely. Uh, but my crypto kitties, I've got a bunch of those. They're worthless. Um, You know, I do have a V friend gift goat, which was one of my best. Hold purposes.
1: on, hold on, hold on. Say that again a little slower, just because for those that don't know, like, and you minted this, right? Is this correct? I mean, like,
0: a, yeah, a gift goat. I minted the gift goat. Both Travis and I, we bit the bullet. We're like, all right, this is five ETH. At the time, ETH was about four grand. So it was $20,000. It was the most expensive NFT by far. But I know Gary. I've known Gary since 2009. And I know Gary is single-mindedly focused on going where he's going and owning the jets. And I saw the success he was doing. I'm like, he's serious about this. He's going all in. He's training people. I'm gonna join him on this. I don't know what it looks like. I'm gonna roll the dice and take a risk. And of course that gift goat now the floor is like 50 ETH, I think. I'm not
1: selling actually it. I think it's 80. I think what? it's 80. Yep, I, I'm pretty sure I checked it because like the floor's been dipping on V friends, but the gift goat floor when I had checked uh it was probably a week ago i was like blown away that the floor had had jumped up on that side and for those that don't know the gift code you get uh 18 gifts uh that are are sent to you that are kind of personalized uh and gary like they're limited edition only for those that have um that nft what, what, what were the couple of the gifts that you got uh, it, is, it
0: is 40 so if you want to snag one um you know now oh, it's, it's only time. Only forty ETH,
1: right? One hundred twenty yeah. grand for all those yeah. that have that. that yeah, 40 you got one hundred
0: twenty sitting around. It is the cheapest one, and there's only you know. Let's see, there's like maybe sixteen to twenty listed, and it, you know, there most of them are in the hundreds. Um, so you get not you don't get um, eighteen gifts. You actually get thirty six gifts. And what he does is, I'll show you out here on the mini drop. Um, you get an NFT and a physical gift. So, for example, the first gift we got was a partnership with the guy who did Creature World. And um, so there's 555 gift goats. And so there is five different colors on these goats arrival in in Creature World mini drop. Um, I got the purple one. Uh, So there is 111 of each of the five. And then everybody got a physical poster that I've got back there wrapped up in the roll that's signed by the Creature World creator and Gary. I've got a physical gift that I could sell or keep. And I've got this digital gift. Uh, then he did another partnership with, uh, I can't remember the name of the artist, but there was five different gift within the goat. So 111 of each of these. And each one came with a jacket that is a gift goat jacket that has V friends on it. There's only 555 of this jacket that were ever made. And most recently he went up into uh, the air in a helicopter uh, with a photographer by the name Drift, of Drift Shooter.
1: Drift Shooter. Uh, we minted yeah. him the other day for We minted one of his uh, photos for our collection. Huge fan of his. Love his art.
0: 37 photos taken over New York City. And so there's like 15, 17 of each. And you got one randomly. And see, they've got vans on here.
1: Yep. Where they my vans go. Them. Yep.
0: They customize their vans, and we each get a set of vans. Sent to us. I'm waiting on my vans to arrive still. Those who are in the U.S. got to actually customize theirs with uh, whatever they wanted on them from the selection. I'd get a preset one because I'm in Puerto Rico and considered international, but that's fine. And I will never take those out of the box. I'll look at them, but I'm not going to wear them. Those are collectibles. Now, the Gift Goat jacket that I got, I'm going to take with me to Minneapolis for Vcon because that's, you know, that that's a flex there at the event. Oh, that's a gift. jacket.
1: That's like a, and that's like the event of event to flex it, and 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 I, and I kind of cut in on you just because I, like I, I mean, and I will say like I remember you know it was about eleven days, you know, for those that don't remember like V Friends took thirteen days to sell out. It was about eleven days in, and I had messaged you, and I originally was going to mint on uh, you know a V Friend on day one, um, you know, I had like the ETH moved into my MetaMask, and then I got like cold feet, and I was like, you know what, I would rather get a couple different projects than than that one. But then I noticed, like you know, because we—I mean, I've been bullish on Gary as well, and I remember reaching out to you, and and I think the conversation went something to like, well, hey, I, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in at like the highest level and and really you know commit to Gary, and I, I will admit I probably was a little bit like, must be nice to be Joel and have already been in the crypto game and he can make that leap, but you know the context is you know, that was you know the most you had put into an NFT and. Yeah. It's not like you were just like milking off of like the, uh, you know, the the you know, crypto punks or, you know, crypto kitties weren't making you millions of dollars. Uh, and so I really I mean, I appreciate the context. I love that you got the gift code. I uh, actually one of the people that I was at uh, the event with in Miami, uh, he had his jacket with him. So I got to see the jacket in person um, and you can always I can just get you my address to send me the shoes. If you want to you know want to get someone that will wear them, you, you know me that that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be outside my context at all. But, um, you know, I, I love that you brought that up. And, you know, and, uh, what, what do we have here? We have you, have, we have you sitting with uh, yeah. Mr. Sly Stallone, is that correct? Yeah, this
0: might be a face that people would recognize, uh, Mr. Sylvester Stallone at his place in uh, Miami. Working with my partner, Bill Zanker, who's the founder of The Learning Annex. They used to do these arena events all over the country with celebrities and, and teachers. Um, we connected with Sly and we're doing an NFT set with him called Planet Sly um I had to persuade him a little bit and uh, he finally said yes you know I gave him a little uh, left jab there and he's all right I'll I'll do NFTs with you Joel uh, but we're really excited about this we're going to mint in um in May is going to be the day the uh, the website is at uh, planetsly.com, where people can go check out and and basically what you're going to be minting are what we call Sly guys and sure. they are 9997 uh, characters that are wearing, I think, 270 attributes that they've got of uh, different, um, you know, outfits and weapons and gear inspired by the uh, the life of Sylvester Stallone. And so the Discord is popping. We're getting close to 20,000 people in there, and Sly is going to do an AMA in the Discord once we uh, once we hit that number. And so encourage people to uh, come over there. I can actually give you, I'll show you a few of the. um,
1: Yeah. And and for our listeners that are under the age of like 30, it's Sly Soap flown from Rocky. Uh, You can Google his name. I know we have a younger audience sometimes with that. But I mean, I think this is, I mean, that's such a cool collaboration. When you first uh, reached out to me and let me know that you were teaming up with him. I thought, it, you know, it's uh, it, it plays into nostalgia. It also, you know, Slice Alone has his own, like, look, his own vibe, his own energy. So, I mean, I can see this on the on the NFTs you're showing up on the screen. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, it kind of fits that that mold. And, I mean, he's got the muscles from, like, Rambo days because he was Rambo, for those that uh, aren't familiar with that. But, I mean, such a cool collaboration. You know, you said your business partner uh, was connected. And you had to like, do some of that convincing What was, like, the aha for Stallone when you were kind of explaining it that, like, kind of clicked him over to kind of lean in?
0: Well, I'm a big fan of Deliverables. I, you know, Sly is really into connecting with his fans. If you check out his Instagram, he shoots, you know, uh, videos from his house and inspires people. He is the most inspirational action hero, right? You know, he is Rocky. He is Rambo. The Expendables. Judge Dredd. He's just, he's legendary. And so... Um, he continues to take that inspiration to people. And when we told him that, hey, these NFTs, they're not just pictures. These can unlock connection with you and your fans. So, you know, Bill had a great idea since he's put on events. What if, Sly, uh, people connected three Sly guys and they got to come to a dinner, a private dinner where you would speak and inspire the audience? He's like, "I I love it. You know, I think you got to got to do the voice a little bit. I love it, Adrian. So that's what's going to happen. If you have three Sly guys by the snapshot date, then you're going to get a ticket to this dinner in Miami, where he's going to uh, where he's going to speak. And if you are able to get one of the uh, the signature editions, which are going to be one of ones that OpenSea is going to have front and center on on launch day, then uh, you're going to be able to have the VIP experience. And he uh, he actually he signed. 25 times, numbered each one of them. You can see them with and without the signature because you'll be able to click on and off of it. But there are 25 goldens that are going to be auctioned off. And if you have one of these, not only do you get to go to the dinner, but you're going to get the VIP experience where you can go meet him, shake his hand, take pictures, tell him whatever you want to tell him, maybe shoot a quick video with them, whatever, you know, they're going to, whatever he'll participate in that day. Um, and, And so that's cool. And then I said, hey, what if we could do some other deliverables. At 100% sold out, what if certain attributes would unlock certain physical, digital, community-centered, or real-life experiences, and we're not telling people what they are? So you don't know if the attribute that you've got, if that hat or that item in this right-hand, or those pants, you don't know if those are going to unlock something or not. And so it's going to be really fun because we're going to reveal over time... And I expect that we're going to see speculation from the community. I've not seen this done before. And this is what I wanted to bring to the project that hasn't been done. Hey, we don't have to show them the whole roadmap. Let's just tell them that there's going to be surprises here that you don't see coming. And you might sell that NFT and then go, oh, man, I missed out on on this. I should have held that one. I should have sold this one. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I, I love it, and uh, and do we have a mint date exactly the exact mint uh, we date. We do
0: not have an exact mint date. We're looking at mid May right now, but you know we know VCON is going on that next week, so we're thinking maybe it'll happen after that. Uh, so the the price and the mint date not yet set, but go to the Discord, uh, Discord.gg forward slash Planet Sly. Follow at Planet Sly NFTs on Twitter, and you'll get all the information there. But get in quick because he's going to do this AMA as soon as we hit twenty thousand. And uh, we are currently at right now uh, 19,100. So wow. it's going to get triggered here pretty soon.
1: I love that. I love that. We'll put the link to the Discord and in the show notes. Uh, of course, Joel will be messaging me leading up to that. And we'll, we will be including it in our, our collection as well. So uh, we'll keep keep you kind of abreast on that. And I, and I love, you know, like, I mean, I, I think that's an advantage that you and I have as, you know, we've been early adopters before and we got, like, got to see what worked for us, but really, we get to see what worked for a lot of other people that kind of like, you know, took the rocket ship to the moon, as the kids say, in, in some cases. And we can learn from that idea. Right. I, I, I pay homage to JLD, uh, a good friend of yours down there in PR as well, um, when he did the, the daily podcast. And I was like, damn, like there was there was an entrepreneur podcast, but nobody that was willing to commit to a daily show. And and when I saw that back in the day, I was like, man, that, that is such a smart idea. And so for me, when it was like, hey, we're going to get in here, it was like tapping into those days of like, okay, what worked before that I wish it was me that did it, that someone else did? And, you know, I even wanted to take it a little bit further. I was like, well, we're not going to do a scripted, uh, you know, uh, interview, and we're going to do these things live, and we're going to have some solo, some um, interviews. So I love, Joel, you're kind of tapping into that as kind of like what you can provide as an, uh, an advantage as well. Um, you know, and we're going to have, you know, Travis, your co-host, we'll have Travis on the show to talk about... Um, some of the things he has going on. But, you know, I actually had a, 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 you know, as we kind of bring this whole thing together, I actually had more of a, a crypto question for you. And it ties a little bit into like the wax blockchain conversation um, with, you know, Ethereum and the Sly NFTs. Those are on ETH, is that correct?
0: Yes, yeah, so on Ethereum.
1: Yep, so they're be on ETH. So, because you mentioned OpenSea, so I was like, so I'm curious, you know, like, you know, I'm a big believer that the the assigned blockchain at the moment for NFTs has only to do with attention, not with the technology, because we we can all pretty much agree that, like, if we were actually doing it on the right blockchain for what the utility is that we should be using, mm-hmm. I mean, people would not be launching game, uh, you know, enabled NFTs on Ethereum, right? They, no. would, they would not live on those blockchains. Um, and right. you mentioned Wax being, you know, Wax having a lot of advantages that that really Ethereum weren't ever built for, yet, right. you know, Ethereum got, like, that attention and that, like, amplification, I'm curious from like the crypto days early. You know like you know, we hear I mean my dad's in the Shiba army and he texts me things about being in the Shiba army on a, on a regular basis and we we know Doge has their following but I'm curious like you know in the, the the since you've been into crypto how have you kind of identified in like the loyalty to like the your favorite crypto and do you see that kind of partially what we kind of see here and and is it going to get to a point where I, I mean, this is my own like outside opinion. I feel like when I talk crypto with people now, it's not, they're not like pitching me on the one that they love. They're talking about crypto as a whole. And I think part of NFTs is like, we're going to have to get there. We have to be mature. And, you know, crypto is now, you know, what, where they've had seven years to, to get to the maturity level that they've been at. And we still have, you know, four plus more years here in this space. What's your take on like, kind of like that, you know, crypto, you know, blockchain loyalty and, and where that kind of falls?
0: Well, you know, let me uh, add an addendum to what you said. You said Ethereum's because they has the attention. It was also the first mover, and it's where you have all these cantillionaires, right? These people that got in early. There's so much money in the Ethereum ecosystem, which is why people can drop, you know, $300,000 on a bored ape. I mean, who does that? Right. Who does that? That's insane. Um, and you com- uh, compound it with the gas fees, and you get away with the gas fees because you're spending so much on the NFTs. But you can't sell a $1 NFT. On Ethereum, you know maybe Polygon, which is you know ready for prime time, but not you know yet got the steam it needs. Solana, uh, but Wax is fast, super fast. I could send you an NFT and you'd have it, but you know short right. I click send and boom, it's in your wallet. There's no there's no fee to it, so you could sell a penny NFT, and that's like the marketplaces. There's a lot of activity as far as loyalty goes. um, We're going to see interoperability on all of these. In fact uh zach's project draco dice which i hope you'll you'll speak to him about it is one of the first projects to have cross-chain uh operability using the nft anywhere technology you can move an nft from wax to binance to ethereum and back and so anybody who wants to use those nfts in any games that implements his dice they can move them across chain eventually we're going to see all of those become interoperable so becoming loyal to a chain over the long term, if you believe in the coin and um, in your investment, that's one thing. But, you know, we want to be everywhere. We want our, our um, brands and our IP to be able to be usable by whoever. I'm a huge fan of the Internet computer, the most decentralized chain of all, yep. the most empowering to the people, ICP. I'm minting NFTs on entrepot.app, which wow. is fantastic. I don't know if you've talked to anybody from, from ICP yet, but it is one hell of a powerful chain. It's everything blockchain for the people was supposed to be, Um, and uh, I love it. So there's a lot of options. I've minted NFTs on Cardano, on Tezos, um, on WAX, on EOS, on Ethereum, on Polygon, on Binance, on Solana. I don't care. I just want to play with the pixels, you know, and see what we can do with them.
1: Yeah, and we're we're alike on that. You know, we for our collection, we've done thirteen uh, of the different blockchains now, and and even like you know like it's fun because you get the blockchains and the you know like kind of the marketplaces, and then you also have uh, actually uh, today's while we're recording this, uh, we actually did one. Uh, it was actually the very first photo ever taken in space. Um, and it's a really cool uh, photo. I have to pull it up for, uh, I can pull up the name of the, of the uh, actual project, but it was a really cool one that actually one of our listeners uh, clued us in. So it's uh, Axiom, Axiom underscore space on Twitter. Uh, and so they have a, a space patch as well as uh, the very first photo that is now an NFT um, from space. And, I, you know, and I'll give them credit, right? You could, uh, I posted it in our community and they have it for $20 and you can pay with PayPal, and it pops up, and I will tell you their, their, their system to go from paying with PayPal, getting the email, and then minting the NFT on the blockchain. I believe it was Poly um, that we that they um, we end up kind of you know, minting it with. Actually, uh, actually, it wasn't. They're using Blocko um, as the. I'm trying to think what the yeah, so Blockto. Uh, I want to
0: buy one. How do I get one? Where's the where's the uh, NFT? The public it, sale.
1: Yep, so yeah, I'll I'll drop it uh I'll drop it for everybody. I'll put it here in the notes as well. Um and you know like and I, I and I just think you know like part of the thing that I love for this like show and I love where where we can play is we can splash around and try everything. And then for our listeners like, you know, I'm even seeing some of the live comments. People are like, "Man, I feel so late." Or, "Man, there's no way I I have enough time to do all of those things." The beauty is well, A, you can't go back in time, so you can't fix the thing that you're feeling, right? So, like, the right. beauty is right right now, if you're listening to this, you're earlier than the person that listens tomorrow. And then the other part of it is you can almost, you know, continue the the journey and let people like us, Joel and I, kind of splash around on the early space, because this might sound like early first-mover adoption is, like, the advantage in everything. But Joel Com and I have some similarities in, like, We became famous and popular on some apps that many of you don't even know. One of them might be called Blab. Uh, It might be called Blab. I mean, oh, my gosh. And Blab was, I mean, for me, Blab was one of the most fun community experiences that I've ever had. And for those that aren't familiar with it, it was Brady Bunch live streaming. There was four squares. You could bring people in and out from the comments. Um, Crazy enough, like the tech is probably still... More innovative than most live streaming tech that is out there today. You know, Joel and I were in there growing our following, building our communities. And then, of course, uh, Monkey Garage, the the parent company, and Sean and them were like, "Oh no, we were using this for test. We're gonna move that over to a you know another space as well." So I see that you did you uh, while we were doing this, I, did you? In- I
0: bought one. I bought an Axiom Space patch. I found it. It was twenty dollars. Um, it was connected to Stripe, and I want baboom. And uh, now I own one of these. I just, I love supporting these. And this is on Polygon, so it's much faster. And uh, they, they handle the gas because it's so low that um, you don't have to worry about it on, on Polygon. But I want to speak to what you said here. Uh, if you're in now, you're still early, okay? The technology adoption curve is a slow process you know early uh, pioneering is usually a few years that's one to two percent of people early adoption and technology can take four five years and that's where we are now and that's about seven to eight percent of the people and then the mass adoption part of you know the cycle happens where it goes way up and everybody's in on everything looks like too late (laughs) the day you see it right You're not. Here's what I encourage people to do. Look at what you're doing now through the lens of the future. Everybody's got this right now 10x microwave mentality, and it's nowhere worse than in the NFT space. You know, our our parents used to invest in a mutual fund and be happy with eight percent you know, a year. Now people are programmed like, oh, if I can't 10x on this project, you know, in, in 10 days, it's crap. Yeah. You're not thinking like a rational human being. You're thinking like a child. The way to look at the NFT space is through the lens of the future and look back and go, you know, 10,000 might seem like a lot of pieces for a PFP collection, but what does it look like when there's 100 million people collecting NFTs? How about a billion people collecting NFTs? I believe, and you can mark this down as a prediction, that there are collections now that are not selling out, that are baller but not selling out, that in the future, some of them are going to be resurrected. A DAO is going to pick them up, just like people are trying to resurrect Blockbuster as a DAO right now. And the value of those is going to increase. I don't know which ones are going to become legendary and which ones aren't. You know, I bet on my own horses here, and I buy art that I like. So at the worst-case scenario, I own NFTs that I think are cool. But look at stuff through the lens of the future, not the present
1: I love that. I love that. And real quick, I think of a shout-out to Matt Wurst from uh, he's a CMO over at Mint.store. They didn't pay for this, they didn't promote this, but he clued me into the the space photo and the the mint. Uh, and I believe that you can actually bid on the actual photo. So the 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 patch is what we we minted, but the 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 bid for the actual photo is available on there as well. And to your point, Joel, like I, I love that you kind of connected those dots and like starting at the end and coming back. Uh, a good friend who's actually gonna be on the podcast very soon, Jason Keith. Actually, just launched a DAO called Remint DAO, and that's what they're looking at. They're looking at projects that they believe either fell off, or maybe the the project had all the right momentum, but the founders aren't weren't committed, or whatever it may be. Um, and so Jason Keith is uh, rolling that out. So he's gonna be on the on the podcast as well. Um, you know, and we have, we we were not only were we on a lot of places early, but I mean, I will also say a lot of the places we were on early taught us things that allow us to do what we're doing now. Like for those that don't know, like we're recording this live on live stream using a tool called StreamYard, and it's not a plug because they're not paying me and i'm paying for it so there's no <laughs> no no plug there but joel and i have done this so many times that he was popping up into the square in the button the share screen i was clicking it and putting it on the screen there's no production house there's no one else doing this it was literally on the fly what joel and i were able to do but people look at that and be like oh my goodness i don't have that skill set well guess what We didn't have that skill set either. And we were early adoptions on some things that you might not even have heard of, but allowed us to hone these things in. And so I would even argue if you're getting into a project and it ends up being something that maybe wasn't as valuable that you might have thought it was, what are the things you learned in that whole process? Because I can guarantee they're going to come full circle. So. Um, Joel, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, it's about as easy as interviewers go. We've known each other for, for so yeah, long. You were the, you know, one of the favorite episodes of the podcast. You know, we had Michael Stelzer on who is a, a good friend of both of ours. We're also kind of a little circle of, of people that we, uh, you know, kind of share some tips and things with. Um, and you were the closing keynote there of that event. And I, I actually talked about that event a lot on our, our show, just kind of talking about like the frame of reference that you put a lot of things in there. Also, your amazing uh, girlfriend, who I am a big fan of as well, Aaron, also has her own uh, NFT show. So, give us the name of the podcast, give us your you know, crypto, the NFT, and then, of course, plug Aaron's in there as well. And then uh, sure. we'll get you out of here.
0: So, we've got two shows the Bad Crypto Podcast, badcryptopodcast.com. Uh, the Nifty Show is all about NFTs, the niftyshow.com, and Twitter accounts for both of those and found on. An, Podcast players everywhere you expect podcasts to be found. And then uh, Aaron and GenFT, Mint, Ecel and, and GenFT are hosting the Crypto Chicks, the cryptochicks.io. And it's by women, about women, for women, women projects. And uh, you should see how many um, NFTs she's already got in her collection. She is obsessed. And uh, I think that they're really going to kill it because it's such a great niche. And they're both so cute and, you know, full of personality that they're going to be able to communicate to, uh, to women everywhere how exciting NFTs are.
1: They are. And we'll have Aaron on the show for sure. Aaron and I go way back, actually, even before Aaron and Joel got to meet, I, I got to know Aaron uh, way back then. And actually, when we were in San Diego, Joel was on like a, a power walk to the airport. And I met up with uh, Aaron and, and their little pup. And we ended up talking NFTs for the entire time. And and, and we were, you know, geeking out, having a, a great time. So I love what um, Aaron's doing. I love what you and Travis are doing. And, you know, and for those in the audience, you know, I'll kind of like, leave us with this thought, like, you know, it's easy for us to, to hear things about like, hey, this is what it should do, and we hear things like, I, you know, people are preaching like we shouldn't think of each other as competition. We should think about ways we can collaborate and lift up. Well, there's people talking about it, and then there's people that are willing to do it. I was interviewed on Joel's podcast. Joel's interviewed on my podcast. We both have podcasts, and this is not a competition game. We need more education. We need more people bringing people into this space. And not only was it a no brainer that we both were like, hey, when are we going to make this happen? But we've also both like even shared guests like hey this guest was great you should probably have him on hey we should connect the dots, and I just you know I, I'm thankful you know Joel you know for that for our friendship but also like we're backing it up we're proof here right there are some other you know people in this space that are uh, looked at as like leaders or pioneers that talk a good game but if you look at their proof of backing up what they say they're not willing to collaborate they're threatened and and it's it's about them not about us and I I really just I love that we can approach this space on that rising tide lifts all boats. We can have some fun. We can try some new things and, we, and really we can learn from each other. So uh, Mr. Joelcom, thank you so much for uh, joining NFT 365 uh, for all our listeners. As you know, podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin at rally. And today's pop word, if you missed it, because I've had some people ask me to repeat it at the end because Something about me talking fast that I sometimes, they can't catch the word. Today's word is airdrop. So you just jump over to nft365podcast.com slash pop, and you put in that word in those first 36 hours, and you'll be on your way. We got some really cool things, some gifts, some swag, some offline and online uh, things that we are going to offer to you that are uh, our pop stars. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a good one. Cheers. You know, is not
0: financial yeah. advice, so do your own damn